Okay. Um, should we start with some sort of Doctor Who? Uh, should we start with like a Doctor Who quote? It's like the cheesy podcast beginning. They all like begin with like saying like some gal- sort of galactic yo-yo or something. What do you mean galactic yo-yo? There's a podcast called the Galactic Yo-Yo Podcast, and it's just the. Should we start with a cheesy quote? What cheesy quote? I know. The, well, welcome to the Ood, the Bad and the no, Ugly. No, we don't know it's going to be the name yet, so we shouldn't commit. Welcome to the the King of the Who. That's, okay, I admit that's my favourite name, and I still want to call the award Welcome that. to the Game of Rassilon. No, I think Welcome to the Who Human Factor. That's still the worst name we've come well, up with. Regardless of what this is called, I'm Dominic. Oh, sorry, was that... <laughs> we're, uh, yes, we're recording. This is Elliot. Oh, I'm we're, Elliot. Hello. We're going to marathon through every single episode of Doctor Who from 1963 to the present day. You and review them all. You make it sound so boring, but I do think it's a good start because it's really it's getting people accustomed to your voice. That's yes, that, my like, boring, monotonous voice. That's you showing enthusiasm, though, which I think is good. Yes, this yeah, is so as enthusiastic as I can get. So, um, okay, should we? Do so this t- this episode is an unearthly child. Yeah. And we're we're just about to watch it now. This is the first ever episode. Well, we're going to talk about it a bit first. We're not serial from. Yeah. This is the first ever, ever Doctor Who serial from 1963. What was the actual? Date? Uh, 26th uh, of the uh, uh, November. Yeah, and the first episode. Oh, hang on, sorry, no, that's complete. No, sorry, sorry, I meant 23rd, sorry. Um, yeah, but wasn't it. Wasn't J- JFK assassinated on the day it was first broadcast? Mm, J- so, JFK was assassinated, from what I remember. So, actually, uh, random story. I remember this well because it was. Uh, my teacher asked what the date was JFK was assassinated, and I actually knew it. She was really surprised because I was really bad at history. Mm. And it was actually because I knew the fact that it was, so it was the day before. JFK was the 22nd. Right. But I think a report. And a lot of people didn't. A report happened around the time. Uh, on the sort of time of broadcast. So. Um, the, uh, they did a rebroadcast for next week, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, they rebroadcast yeah. it because no one was watching. Yeah, also, C.S. Lewis died around that time as well. Oh, that's really sad. You like, mm. Why do you like C.S. Lewis? Then? I don't like him. I just read one of his books and it was really boring. Oh, wait, sorry, why did you finish it then? Because I was committed to it. I had to finish that's it. So dumb. Anyway, okay, so, um, so okay. Uh, We're reviewing An Unearthly Child and we're just about to watch it, so... This is the first ever ser- Doctor Who serial from 1963. You've just said this. Yes, well, I'm re-clarifying for the audience, if there is okay. any. If there is an audience, there it's probably no just going to be us. Yeah, no, it probably would be us. Actually, to be honest, at least I, I'm pretty sure I can persuade at least two of my friends to watch this just okay. out of a friendly obligation. So, Sarah and Lewis. If you're li- yeah, no, exactly. Sarah and Lewis, if you're listening to this, thanks, man. Thanks, guys. You're you've, good friends. You've, you've really done me a solid here, because at least we will be some way... It won't be like zero views. Well, some also we'll listen to it. So at least four. Yeah, at least four people will gain some sort of satisfaction. They won't finish it. None of my friends will have the. They would have finished by now because we were we're three minutes in. We're three minutes in. We haven't said anything. Are we three minutes in? Yeah. That's awful. We haven't said anything of substance. Okay, Okay, right. What are your first? Before we watch it. Excuse me. I didn't want to go straight to the episode because I thought this is like the first episode of this thing. No, again, I wanted to talk about like what we like about Doctor Who and like our favorite episodes and stuff. I thought that seemed. Appropriate. Don't don't like face palm. That's all it seemed appropriate. So we start again. No, no, I like this beginning. I think this is okay. I think this is flowing together well. Also we can cut stuff out of this bit and switch okay, it we around. We have to cut out a lot of stuff. I like I, I genuinely like how this has gone so far. I think this flows together okay. really nicely. So, uh, Dominic, uh when do you start watching Doctor Who? Um I Actually no, sorry, t- say a bit about yourself first. Okay. Just... Okay, my name's Dominic. I'm a blogger. I've got a blog and it's called Fide Defence Hall. It's at fdefensor.blogspot.com I think and I like Doctor Who and I've been watching it since 2005 when I watched Rose 
and yeah, I, I've been a big fan ever since. My parents are both fans, so they kind of got me into it. What like what episodes type of episode do you like? Hmm? What type of episode do you like? Like what what's your favourite? Well, the thing about Doctor Who is it's such a it's such a broad platform. You can have an episode about it, absolutely everything. But is there a particular sort of branch you like? But like, I prefer the sort of gothic adventure ones. Those are my sort of favourites. Mm, not really. It's just uh, just episodes that are good, really, and that have good characters and okay, everything. Okay, fair enough. I can't, I can't. I can't. And no matter what the genre is, I can't turn down a response of episodes that are good. You enjoy. So that's, yeah. it's good to know that. Um, okay, I'm Elliot. I've been watching that too since very early one digits, like. Since when like, you were a fetus? Yeah, no, 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 not really, not quite that young. But like, I, I think like genuinely about two or three. I remember when I was very, very, very young, way too young. I got uh, the Damons at the library. How, uh, how did you do that when you were that small? But I didn't personally. I took my dad. But um, um, anyway, I remember really horrifyingly, and then I remember getting the Sea Devils a week later, and I have watched a lot of Doctor. I've watched most episodes. It's not every. Sorry, most serials. I haven't watched every serial. Um, and it would be cool to fill up the gaps I have. Mm-hmm. Um, I was a lot of them I haven't watched for a while. Like I remember last time I watched Anarchy Child, I think was probably six years ago, six or seven years ago. Yeah. And what did you think of it? Okay. Also, this is a fucking. This is week. A yeah, link. I know. We're, we're brilliant. This is a good link. link. This is yeah. a perfect um, link. I remember not really liking it much. It's not bad. It's not the worst thing in the world, but it's just not great. And I think it. I think the first episode is very good, but I think the episodes after are not very reflective of the overall quality. Mm-hmm. Well, I watched it a few years ago as well, and obviously the first episode is when we first meet the Doctor and Susan, and I enjoyed that, and then the later, later episodes I was kind of surprised that they're all about cavemen, kind of squabbling, and I was like, yeah, okay, I was, I was open-minded just because I like Doctor Who, so kind of, I've got kind of got an average view, of, like an average Yeah, see, I don't think it's bad, head. I don't think it's like really bad, I think it's quite average, it might be a average. little bit bad. Well, but, we'll see. This is, this is yeah, no, I, I really there. want again. Like, I I want this to be clear. Like, firstly, I'm going to be quite harsh on a lot of episodes. I don't think I, I don't think that's like a bad thing, but I want to be quite critical. Mm-hmm. And uh, again, I really genuinely love this show, and I would like to sort of like um, I want to work out what sort of the good elements what makes an episode good. And I don't yeah. want to hate episodes. I want to go in as positive as possible, but. I'm going to try to be critical of elements, even if I like them. Like, there's a lot of episodes people say are very, very good. Mm. There's a couple in particular I'm thinking of that people say are the best episode. Like the twin dilemma. I'm not, yeah, definitely. I'm not going to say which episodes are right now. I don't want to keep it a bit mysterious. But I have some very harsh criticisms against um, some very popular episodes. Um, I don't know. I, 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 again, I really like these episodes. But I think that a lot of people ignore some of the bad points. And I think that, I don't know. I think thought too. A lot of it's. Uh, first, I think a lot of the seasons are a mixed bag, like mm. massively. There are a lot of shit episodes and a lot of very good ones. Well, it's been going and for fifty-five years. Exactly, exactly. Yeah, like, and also a lot of things are just not to my taste. Like, yeah. I don't like the Douglas Adams era. I think it's very campy and shit. And I again, as I said, <laughs> no, no, I'm genuinely being honest. I think a lot. Of, so, oh, I shouldn't go into this now. But um, a lot of the episodes. Think, so, the episodes I like, okay, mm. are the more sort of. Okay, sorry, this is song related, but there's a uh, Edgar Allan Poe novel, okay, called mm. the Narrative of Arthur. That was Edgar Allan Poe. For what? anyone listening, did I slur? You said Ed Malampo. Sorry, I'm really tired. I barely slept. It's so fucking hot. We're recording this. You gotta, you gotta understand. So, um, it's it's it is adventure novel, but it's like a gothic adventure. Mm-hmm. It may sound weird, but it's like like it, it's got like every little. I don't know. I like that. It's sort of cool to have like an adventure novel with an actual like ominous threat, and I think that's cool. Like I like um, but we'll see. Like, I, some episodes, I like a lot of the Tom Baker stuff. But sort of gothic. I like the Towns of Wang Chang a lot. Um, I like sort of episodes like that. I like Pyramids of Mars. Anyway, okay. So 
Yeah, it'll be interesting to talk about. Uh, this, I, this, just to clarify, this podcast isn't about anything that Elliot just said. It's about an unearthly child. It's about oh, so completely this episode, different yeah. serial. Body, yeah, I know, but you know what? I thought we'd, it's a first. You know what I mean? This we're is not introducing just... it. If you know the exactly, exactly, series. we're introducing we're yeah. introducing the series to people. So I don't want to make this like obviously. I want this mainly be a chat show and sort of talk about our opinions of the yeah. episode. But I would like to talk a bit about the history because it's the first episode, and I thought it seems most appropriate. Yeah. So um, Sydney Newman uh, is the guy who's famously credited with the creation of show. <laughs> so Sydney Newman was born April uh, nineteen seventeen. That that I can read on my notes. Um, mm-hmm. uh, he's born in Toronto, which is in Ontario, Canada. Okay, so he um, rose to so so he was appointed the head of drama at the BBC, and that was in 1962. Mm-hmm. In 1962, uh, I think before he was uh, appointed the head of drama, the BBC script department had actually done research into the commercial viability of a sci-fi show. So um, in 1963, after a new time slot opened up, it was discussed whether that would be made possible. Um, though Sidney Newman is credited with the creation of the show, and this is thoroughly deserved, I genuinely think, but uh, he, he created the core ideas and he built upon sort of a lot of the foundations. But it was uh, Donald Wilson, who I think was the head of the um, script department, who actually conceived the idea of a time machine being sort of the central focus of the, the programme. Uh, it was also conceived the idea of making it educational, and the student, uh, main character was a student, I think it's sort of relatable. Um, so the first serial, um, originally was meant to be The Giants, um, and it was uh, written by E.C. Weber, I think. Oh, no, sorry, C.E. E. Weber. Weber. Yeah, uh, it was recently named to be Planet of the Giants, um, but the script was turned down as it was uh, deemed quite expensive and there's also low quality. So in the end, uh, Louis, 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 don't know if you're Louis. he's written Louis. Marx was actually the one who wrote the script. So again, his reject- the script was rejected and he didn't actually write any episodes of the show from what I understand. Mm. But he, um, all his ideas were rejected, which is actually really sad. So, um, Anthony Coburn's story, which was based on the Stone Age, was, uh, which is written with the second story, mm. was pushed back to the first story. Um, and a lot of the elements from C.E. Webber's script for the first episode of Nelfie Chad were actually used, so that's why some people credit him with the um, writing like elements for the first episode, mm-hmm. when Anthony Coburn, from what I understand, rewrote most of what was written. Mm-hmm. Um, it was actually Coburn who conceived of the outside of the TARDIS looking like a police telephone box. I think that's interesting, because a lot of people would attribute that to Newman. Mm-hmm. Um, oh no, that makes sense, because that's within his episode, isn't it? Yeah, no, yeah, it does make a lot of sense. So, um... Um, a lot of, from what I understand, freelance writers were sort of commissioned to write serials, and uh, Coburn was originally going to write the second one, which was called The Robots, and uh, a guy called John Lucarotti was going to uh, was hired to do Journey to uh, Carthay, Carthay, I think it's pronounced, which later become Marco Polo, which we're not doing because it's um, one of the lost ones, and I don't oh, think. Oh damn it! Another one which was originally going to be in series one, which I think is interesting, was Terry Nation was uh, originally going to write a story called The Red Fort, which was another historical, mm-hmm. and that was dropped. The point is, I like the idea that this episode didn't come to fruition, and I find that book really interesting, so mm-hmm. I might mention a few of those in the series at the start of each series. Um, Are we going to mention that Susan was briefly going to be... Oh, you can mention that. Uh, hang on. Uh, Susan was going to briefly... They briefly considered calling Susan Findu Claire. That was what they were going to call her for a brief... Brief time. Yeah, there's definitely a lot of uh, rumours about the uh, other names of the characters, and I think, mm-hmm. like, that's funny. Anyway, do you want to watch it? Are you ready? So, what do you, what do you actually think of it? What, we just finished watching it, by the way. Yeah, so, we so, just finished watching it. So, what are your initial thoughts like? Um, I liked it. I liked it more than I remembered. Uh, yeah, I think it's because it's about... Right, okay, shall we explain the plot before we get into... Oh, no, no, just explain some brief, like, thoughts, like... Did you like it? Like, just a very brief, like, 
Well, was it, how is it compared to what you remembered? You know, like. Well, this is the thing. I was about to. I can. So, mo- like a lot of the story, most of the story is about the cavemen. So I think because of that, in my memory, it was a bit more naff than than it actually is. So it's a bit. It was. It, it felt a bit. Yeah, it's better compared to my memory. Yeah, because I remember. Um, not liking that much. So I didn't hate it, but I didn't think it was really good. I didn't, I didn't not like it. I just yeah, exactly. It okay. I liked it. I like. I, I even thought it was a bit more than okay. I actually liked it. Yeah, this time I thought it was actually quite good. Yeah, yeah, totally. Like, it's better than I remember. Because I must have watched it a few years ago. When I, I think, I think teenager. episode, sorry, part three. Okay, so part three, Forest of Fear, which I mm-hmm. d- definitely knew I didn't have to check. Um, Forest of Fear, such a generic name. It's, I think that was really pe- like badly paced. I think that's why I'd enjoy it. I thought past... That was quite two. long. That felt quite long. Was yeah. That was, the, that is the shortest episode. That's the second shortest episode out of all of them. Is it actually? Yeah. Which is the longest? Um, the longest is the Cave of Skulls. Really? Yeah. That felt like the shortest. You, mm. You're totally right. Well, maybe it was badly paced. No, no, the longest was the Fire Maker. That's 24 minutes, 23. 20. Force of was the third. No, was, no, no. I was no. sorry, second shortest. I thought you said second long, second longest. Yeah, you're totally right. What? That's really weird. Mm. Like, you're totally right. It felt so long compared to the others. But no, I quite enjoyed it. So, um, right, do you want to do a plot overview? Overview? Like, okay, can I have the DVD? You're not reading the fucking DVD. Make, uh, it, make it up, summarise uh, it yourself. What do you Okay, remember? so the first episode is set in London, 1963. These two teachers, Ian and Barbara. Hang on, sorry, can I cut you off? Can you open this bottle of Coke? It makes them really weak. Uh. So, in the first episode, An Unearthly Child, is set in London, 1963. And these two teachers, Ian and Barbara, are concerned about one of their pupils called Susan Foreman. And she seems to have, she's, on one hand, she seems to know very little, and on another, she seems to have knowledge way beyond her age. And so they, and they find out that her address just leads to an abandoned junkyard. So they follow her home, not creepy at all, and then they go into the junkyard, and then there's this old man, and then they, they end up in this police telephone box and to try and find Susan and then and then they go back in time yeah it's fucking brilliant you did a beautiful job I wish I had that you make it sound so exciting yeah. Yeah. so what happens so and, that's the, the, and then when they go back in time that's the first part so like give a rough overview of sort of the main plot and then when they go back in time then they, they go back to caveman times okay and then and then there's the rest of it is just caveman politics that's fucking beautiful. That's you really you make it sound so it, good. Okay. That's the first. Um, Why did you? I wanted to have the back of the, the back of the CD. Where's the back of the CD? Yeah, that's such a cheap way of doing it. No, it's not. It's plus it's in the other room. You piece of shit, Don. We're, no, we're having your version. I liked it. I've never seen someone stride so desperately back in just to read the back of the CD. Okay. Susan Foreman is a mystery to teachers Ian Chesterton and Barbara Wright, seemingly knowing more than she should about the past and the future. <laughs> Their curiosity leads them to follow her home one night, only to find that her home appears to be a deserted junkyard. In the junkyard, they discover a police telephone box and a creepy old man who claims to be Susan's grandfather and calls himself the Doctor. Oh my God. The journey of a lifetime is about to begin. I think I said this in um, before we started recording, or it was, no, it was in the practice recording session, but like, genuinely, if you had been the guy who decided to do like the trailer like this show wouldn't have taken off no, you, I would have killed Doctor Who before yeah no no to be honest you did a bit you put a bit more effort into that so uh, an happy child is usually called as um, 
Uh, they didn't really have names back then. The serials did they? Yeah, no. So, 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 so okay. So individual um, episodes had the names. Yeah, the individual episodes had names, but so. So this is kind of a debated. retroactive thing. Yeah, a lot of the names are retroactive, but a lot of them are the first episode is is the serial title. For yeah. example, this book I've got. I think one of the um, production names was uh, 100,000 BC, so this mm. book calls it that. And mm. the second one is called The Mutants, mm-hmm. okay? Yeah. And then the third one was called Inside the Spaceship. So a lot of the names have been retro figures. So yeah. anyway, it's been to, uh, four we'll apart. Call it, most people call it MMIP Charles. Yeah, most people do. We, we, yeah. um, and also sort of the definitive names been given to it. I think yeah, yeah. It's kind of how we should judge it. So yeah, the four parts were An Unearthly Child, The Cave of Skulls, The Forest of Fear, The Firemaker. But mm. it's kind of split into kind of two parts with the first episode... Um, first episode is very different. Yeah, it's very different from the rest. Like, so shall we get started? The first episode. Yeah, sure. Wait, so so okay, yeah. Um, I really enjoyed it. I really enjoyed. I think the first episode is definitely the best out of all of them. I think that's undoubtable. Okay, I think that's undoubtable. Yeah, that means it's true. If you say it's undoubtable. yeah, yeah, no, you agree. Yeah. All right, so you agree. I agree. It's the best one out of all of them. I don't think it's good. Still, it's like it's like. You pit three chickens and a rat against each other. And when the rat wins, you say the rat's strong. It's like, no, it's just stronger than the chickens. It's not like good in its own merit. That it wouldn't be good against a WWE wrestler. Is what exactly. Saying. Yeah, sorry. That was a bad analogy. But point is, okay, I don't think um, another child is that good. I actually... I was just intrigued throughout the whole thing. And I was like... Yeah, it was exciting to me. I was really behind the protagonists, Ian and Barbara. I thought the... Po- so, so we actually got on the pilot, okay... Oh yeah, this is what happened. Oh, yeah, sorry, Elliot yeah. accidentally put on the pilot for like so the first five minutes we were watching the pilot instead of it's about ten minutes. Yeah, it was quite so there, a lot. basically there was a pilot made before Doctor Who was first broadcast, and it, and you know they made some mistakes, so they had, they had to film it again. So we watched the pilot version for like the first five minutes until the Elliot only realized. reason I realised was the um, uh, uh, Rorschach blot test scene, which I remembered mm. was only in the uh, pilot, and it was replaced by the. French Revolution. Mm. It's not true! No, that was in the pilot as well. No, it's not. It is. Well, it's not. The I promise French you. Revolution was in the pilot. Not the bit where she spots the mistake. She goes, oh, it's oh, not oh, true. Right. There's a different it. bit yeah, after yeah. she borrows the book. And that's yeah, that. was good. Yeah. yeah no, I don't know. I, he- oh. I, I really enjoyed the pilot. I, I'm not the pilot. I really enjoyed An Unearthly Child, which was what I was Some good changes were made. So I like the. Uh, so, first, I really like the first scene. Mm. I think the first scene is really good. The first good. scene's good, yeah. Really creepy sets. Yeah, the no, it's really good. Like, I know, I enjoy. So I, I like the fact they added Fog in the full version, okay? Mm-hmm. But I like the actual sorry, cinematography of the pilot scene more because firstly, it... So I like, sorry, I'll just go for it. I like the use of shaky cam because it does add to this really creepy vibe. Mm-hmm. But I think the fact you see more of a junkyard in the pilot and with the creepy dolls next to the TARDIS, I think that's cooler. And I think the reveal is slightly more dramatic. I don't know. Okay. Like, um... Either way, for both versions, I don't like the fact that the theme song carries on into that oh, scene. I, like that I would though. much prefer it if it kept silent. Because it's the first ever episode. It needs. To, it needed to introduce itself, and it was just it feels fitting that the, the music would carry on. And it's creepy music. It doesn't. It's not like it detracts from anything. No, no, I don't. I, 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 I think. No, here's the thing. I don't think it's creepy music. I think it's mysterious music. I think the theme is mysterious. And no, a lot of a lot of children, when this, when when the Doctor Who theme first came out a lot of children were scared uh, were scared of the scared of it they found it terrifying they were behind the city I get that I get that it I was know, the 60s I just, I just, you've got to think of it from a 60s point of view no no I still I think there's some creepy scenes in Doctor Who I just don't think I don't, I don't know it didn't seem very appropriate mm. I also uh, I stand by this I think the acting was less stilted in the pilot mm. I think there's some rather stilted scenes 
There's some really awkward cuts. There's in the scene when um, Ian and Barbara are talking to Susan mm-hmm. about the book. Mm-hmm. There's some awkward cuts, and there's a bit where it, it randomly cuts to her face, and it's a bit jarring. And there's also in um in the full version, there's a bit where it cuts. It was a weird. It's not really continuity error. There's this weird, like. Um, bit where it sort of cuts over so a uh, close-up shot of her face when she's talking about how she wants to walk home at night, mm-hmm. and it cuts immediately to her looking at a different angle. Mm-hmm. And it's really, I wouldn't have picked up on it so heavily if we hadn't have watched the pilot and it had been done better. Does that make mm-hmm. sense? Right. Like it's more the fact that okay, I wouldn't like uh, again. I think that's a really big detraction point, mainly because I just thought the pilot. When you see two versions of the same thing, but the pilot seems better. Mm-hmm. Okay, I think there was some focus issues. It was a bit out of focus at times um, in the pilot. So I can see why they would re-record yeah. certain bits. But I just think that it flowed together better. I'm, I'm not sure. Mm. But I think overall the cinematography was really good for the entire, the entire serial. Who was the director again? Oh, it's... Um, hang on. It's, is it... I don't... I, I, uh, it's I know Waris Hussein, I'm pretty Waris sure. Waris Hussein. Yeah, he did a good job. He did, it was really good, especially, in the f- especially that first shot. Uh, let's just list all the great shots, because there were so many. The first shot, when Barbara enters the TARDIS, it's just so sudden... Like she just walks through into this piece. Oh, sorry, and it's so I think it's really cool how um, the junkyard, the entire scene, is incredibly dark, and was that immediately contrast with the light colours of the TARDIS? Yeah, I think exactly. it adds to Such this. Oh, yeah, it's just otherworldly atmosphere. There wasn't any music or anything. It's just police box. That's and that's how it would feel for her if she if she went. She had no idea that what would happen. I don't. The audience wouldn't have had any idea. Yeah. this is the first time we see the TARDIS. Suddenly, she's not in a police box. She's in a spaceship. Yeah, no, genuinely, I agree. That is a really great shot. And um, the, I yeah, think I, the lighting contrast between the, the junkyard. And uh, the we artists. both mentioned we liked the first park cliffhanger, where you see the uh, shadow of the caveman. Yeah, I yeah, think that's, that's a really a great good shot. shot. And as well as that, oh, and when when the in open. in the cave of skulls, that's the second episode, isn't yeah. it? Uh, when the TARDIS doors open and it's just like Arizona type landscape, you know. Yeah, so it's it, you can you can almost imagine the air, the foreign air, like drifting into the TARDIS, like a completely alien location another great shot yeah and there was some cool stuff where um like if you notice a lot in look two we don't show through the tardis doors there's mm. an inside set and an outside set and there's yeah. an angle so you don't see outside yeah. but it's really really cool to see but actually it really doors adds open. to the suspension of yeah and, it, oh, yeah and it totally and it creates um a, a better sense of continuity yeah. between the two stories it's yeah. not like, it always seems jarring that there's two sets to sort of does that make sense? Like there's yeah. an indoor set and an outdoor set. Yeah. To make there to be a transition of that door yeah. and you see the outdoor, it makes it more natural. How do you reckon like they that. did that? What? How do you reckon they did I that? I think it's a matte painting. Yeah, but it works. I mean, it works really well. It's a simple technique, but it works really well. I think, I, I think black and white really works well for Doctor Who on a lot of occasions throughout the classic era. I, I totally be, agree. Because because it looks the cameras are, wor- are poorer quality. Um, they, can hide can't, they can hide stuff, yeah. That's not a bad thing. Uh, I, I, a bad I think thing. black and white. So I like the more gothicy stuff. The mm. gothic yeah. I think black and white really works for horror a lot. Mm. Like, but that episode, the first part, the joke about is really dripping with atmosphere. I think there's a few other really good episodes that have that strong atmosphere, mm. which I hopefully we'll get to at some point. So yeah. But I'm trying to think of other other good scenes by Loris Hussain. Uh the caveman. I'm skipping ahead, but like the the uh, the caveman fight scene. Oh, hey, at the so end, at the end of what's the fire maker. I mean, so we should that, credit that, we that. should credit Derek Ware with that, who was really? the fighter ranger. Um, oh right, Derek see? Ware. Well done. Yeah, no, although I didn't know it, it's in my book in front of me. Um, but um, but I yeah, think that I I like I don't see, like I've heard that the cave I heard beforehand that the caveman fighting and that was quite campy. 
I didn't have a problem with it. It was so campy, mm, man. I didn't have a problem I liked with it. it. I enjoyed it, but yeah. it was campy. I, I didn't mind. I mean, and I, I what I liked about that scene was the fire, the fire effect, the lighting. It was flickering on and off, and it and you, show, you saw the faces of the Doctor and Susan and Ian and Barbara. I, I really like the fire effect in that scene. I thought that was really, really well done. Oh, and I've forgotten one. Going back to the start. This we, is can, we, can, we can edit this in. So oh, yeah, whatever. Um, in An Unearthly Child, the first episode, when the TARDIS is taking off for the first time and going back to Stone Age times, that whole sequence I found really good. I just... You see you see the, um, the title theme effect... Mm. Um, and that the visual how and as I just uh, said, a lot of children were scared by that effect because it was quite it was quite good for the time, and it you know it's it's placed over all their faces. There's the eerie sounds. It just I don't think there's ever been a TARDIS dematerialization like it. Like these days, when you watch Doctor Who, a modern episode of Doctor Who, it's so casual now. The Doctor presses a button, suddenly they're in you know medieval times or whatever. But that was the first time it happened, and like. Ian and Barbara actually collapse, you know, they fall unconscious. Like, there's something really trippy about that whole sequence and very scary. I really like that sequence. Yeah, so go into the visuals, okay? What do you think about the costumes and the makeup? Like, I thought that, I thought those were the best part. I thought the costumes and the makeup were really good. I thought the characters Ooh. looked really, really good. The jungle, the jungle set. The sets are good. The sets are really good. And I, it looked like they had quite a high budget, comparatively. For a TV show in the 60s, there have been some awful Doctor Who sets. Yeah, but the the you know the rocky landscapes and the jungle you forget that it's all filmed inside a room in London. You know, I think I think the Doctor Who did some really good forest sets. Like I don't know why it's just an odd, yeah. odd. I mean, I've seen some had. bad ones over the years, but that was. Yeah, but the, in the um sort of ne- like, and I think maybe that's black and white again. Black and white. Doing yeah, no, job. it hides it well because it. color for set for like trees and stuff and foliage is really important. Really, it's really hard to do. Yeah. So if you do it black and white, it hides some of the sort mm. of the. And anyway, it's, it's all dark. It was so dark. You can't see the edge of the set. It's so dark, and yeah, I, the sets are great. Anyway, back. Sorry, one last thing about the costumes. Uh, that's uh, uh, the costumes were done by um, uh, Maureen Hennigan and uh, Elizabeth Blackman. So again, I want to give credit where credit's due. Maureen Hennigan. So you're not showing her much respect, man. Hennigan. Yeah, but they did it really well. Blackman. Like I think that's a really cool element. And yeah, like, yeah. Anyway, I think sorry. They're all right. They Did you not like them? Uh, no, I, I, I didn't dislike them. They were fine. I didn't. I really thought they were great, though. I was surprised. You, saw him, you said you saw a guy's underpants. You said you oh, saw yeah, a guy's underpants. Oh, yeah, I thought underpants. I saw a guy in boxers. Okay. Well, apart from that, that wasn't their fault, the designer. That I, was the fucking camera guy. Under, I didn't see any underpants. Angling it badly. I'm pretty sure I saw some. Well, maybe cavemen have invented underpants. You know, you know. No, but it was like. Need, more... We need to talk about historical accuracy. I. Well, it's not what you mean. Okay, so what's I've heard this episode is really historically inaccurate, but I don't know. Well, completely. They talk history. English, and no, no, they, no. They, but, what do you mean? But I mean, the, the the language they speak is explained in later episodes by the TARDIS translation machine, isn't it? Oh, okay. Tra- yeah, exactly. Okay, so you, can, you, you and your let, bullshit. Okay. They can. They I, can I'm going to say if it's not explained prior, it's uh, we're allowed to make a mistake. Otherwise, you know what I mean. Well, it, it, at some point in the future, it's explained. Oh, uh, I think. Well, it's clearly not very inaccurate. There's a lot of stuff that's just... Uh, there's a uh, article in this... Uh, sorry, a little bit in this book, I remember. Mm. Um, and it's... Uh, hang on, I'll try and find it. It's about how they received... Um, they received, like, hate mail. And people saying it's historically inaccurate. And the guy was... Uh, one of the production crew, I don't know who, was like, um, well, come on, guys. We've got to have some creative license. Mm. It's like, mm. that's a fair point. Um, I don't know if I'm... I don't know if this is correct. 
that I think humans or the 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 plot of the caveman half of the serial is basically ca different cavemen fighting over uh, discovering oh, sorry, sorry, fire. To, yeah, okay. We're going to story now. But... Yeah, yeah. So it's between uh, a caveman called Cal yeah. and a caveman called Zar, and they're fighting over uh, the secret of fire, so they can become the, the leaders yeah, the of leader, the tribe. The leader should be the one who yeah. possesses fire. And um, I don't know if that's historically accurate. I don't. I've, I've seen little models of of cavemen. It's not. It's not like with, cool, dude, at made, all, dude. I I swear that. I, I swear that humans discovered fire before we evolved into our current yes. current form. Yes. Like I've seen I've seen little monkey men with fire, little statues of monkey men with fire. Um. But no, but no, but in, oh no, but seriously, dude, like that was incredibly inaccurate. I don't think it's a bad thing. Like it's a fun show. Like you know. Maybe it's feasible that somewhere in prehistoric England, a group of cavemen. Who said it was England? Wherever prehistoric, wherever, some cavemen forgot how to make fire. I mean, he did say his dad knew how to make fire. So maybe... It was actually the phrase he used. He was like, Dad. <laughs> well, yeah, no, his father... Old he, he, woman! We know in the continuity of the show, his dad knew, knew how to make it. So maybe their tribe forgot how to make fire. So that's my headcanon explanation for how to fit this in with historical accuracy. And I, it says it's... So you, did you say in the title, in the production block or whatever, it was called 100,000 BC? I think so. I'm, yeah. I'm not 100 sure. There's was, was loads of names. That's never, I don't think the year it's set in was ever explicitly mentioned. In the episode, in the serial, it wasn't. No. So I think they can get away with that as well. No, so you should talk about the story. Yeah, what do you think about the overall episode story? Like, what do you think? Of it? So the story is written by uh, Anthony Cor uh, Coburn, but um, Australian chap. A, a, yeah, but a guy called E. C. Weber hmm. is so. In, so in my book, it's not directly credited, but he's credited with at least designing the, some elements of the format of the first episode. Because mm -hmm. um, actually, I'll go into this later. With heavy, it says on he was originally what? That's just Wikipedia, just this official book. So E.C. Webber was originally writing the first serial called The Giants, and I'll talk about this mm. in a bit. Okay, but um, effectively he wrote sort of an outline for the, what would become the first episode. Yeah. So he, though his script was rewritten, yeah. his base elements were used. So he yeah. deserves some credit. And okay. he, none of his scripts were ever accepted for the show. Well. But um, he did come up with some core ideas. So, you know. But so anyway, so what do you think of Anthony Coburn's job? Because he's done, I think, quite a few episodes. It's um, quite... Uh, it's, it's not simplistic. It's not boring at all. No, I thought it was interesting how... There was no e the I don't describe it. So none of the both cave people. There wasn't like a good and a bad one. They no. were both kind of presented as villains, and they flipped back and forth with sort of uneasy alliances. Yeah. And it was interesting where the one who was good became a villain, and then the one that was a villain became good, and yeah. then that flipped back. It was very odd. It was very interesting. It kind of kept you on your toes. I enjoyed it. Mm -hmm. What? Do you not? Know, you flipping my cards? You're flipping your cards right next Sorry. to the microphone. Um, anyway, so yeah. Yeah, yeah. It I think with a lot of modern children's TV, because I it wasn't originally Doctor Who was kind of intended to be like a, it's a education, show. Yeah, yeah, family show. With a lot of modern children's TV, it's um, it's kind of, it's very simplistic. There's like a there's like an evil villain with with a little moustache and he's twiddling it and he's he wants to take over the world. It's very black and white. But with this, it was, it was interesting. An adult can watch this and be entertained. Um, it was, yeah, as you said, there were two cavemen struggling for for power, and neither of them were really good or bad. I think it's kind of in, a, in an age before morality, and I think that's a theme in the episode, in the serial. I think it's a theme in the serial, um, because at one point, they don't, they don't know what the word friend means, mm. and they're surprised when Ian and Barbara and Susan are trying to help um, uh, one of the cavemen who's injured. 
and they don't understand what's going on and they get jealous and upset but and later on when they're trying to get the, when the cavemen are trying to get their heads around this around altruism basically uh what was it they said oh yeah Ian Ian says Ian says to um to Zar I think it was Ian says um one the tribe the tribe is stronger than one man yeah yeah, yeah. and so and then and she the, um, one of and one of the cave women I think her name is her I think I think um, her name's not her they refer to her by the her pronoun no her her name is her H U R. Oh, is it actually her? Yeah. yeah. Oh, that's fucking simple. Okay. Yeah, and um. I always assumed like it was like, like you know they speak in poor English. Mm-hmm. I thought it was that, and they were referring to her by the by female the, yeah. pronoun. But anyway, so she's trying to get her head around this thing Ian has said uh, that, that the tribe is stronger than one man. Mm-hmm. I think that's that's kind of she's trying to get her head around morality because morality is all about working together as a group and doing things that are better for the group than. The, uh, better for the group, doing things which are better for the tribe or the group over the individual. That's what morality is. Yeah. And the whole pl- the whole plot of it is basically two men trying to become leaders for their own selfish gain. And uh, it's great. that's a very interesting theme. And it's kind of uh, maybe I'm a, yeah. That's just it's kind of high level thinking for a children's TV show. Okay, I'm gonna jump in because I've mm. been like holding off because I'm fucking desperate. Mm-hmm. The the main thing, so so I think, okay, mm-hmm. I, I never noticed this before as like a kid, okay, because mm-hmm. I was fucking stupid. So the idea of it is, in the first episode, mm-hmm. the, the main connecting thread I think between the first episode and the other three, is that the doctors talks about everyone else as savages, whereas they just, dis- so, okay, hang on, just, hear, hear me out, let me explain this, okay. So, okay, um, but he compares, he says about, he, talk, he compares people to savages, okay, and how... Oh, uh, savages. Yeah, no, 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 I he, thought you said sandwiches. No, okay. No, so he talks about the train and, like, a Native American when he first sees a train because yeah. he thinks it's impossible. Yeah. And that's how humans are retarded, okay? Yeah. Whereas he displays a lot of the uh, traits that people do, such as with the power struggle amongst the um, uh, cavemen, mm. that is compared to power struggle in retarded mm. and how they similarly... There's almost... it. Almost, it it's meant to be reflective and show how, though... The doctor puts himself on a higher level mm-hmm. than these people and compares them all to savages as well as people. Mm-hmm. There is direct connections in the way they act. There's a power struggle. Um, the doctor is quite dickish at times. Yeah. He does some quite nasty things. Uh, it's implied during a scene where he picks up a rock and holds it gently that he's thinking about killing yeah. a caveman. It's really ambiguous. Injured. Scene yeah, it's with really ambiguous. And it's meant to be framed like that. Yeah. Like, um, the doctor does some horrible things. He says some horrible things. He, he basically says how much he doesn't care about them and yeah. how he leaves them behind. He like, tries to leave behind this this caveman who's been mauled by a by an animal. Yeah, exactly. So it's basically and I don't then, know. Yeah. I think it's interesting that the main theme of the I genuinely think the main theme of the episode is the connection of sort of balance, but like the shared humanity between um, the 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 savages and the sort of intellectuals and how even though he sees himself as above them, they do share a lot of the core traits. Do you, do you agree with me on that? I is do that, agree. That I have heard that before. I've heard that interpretation before. Yeah, I agree with you on that. Um, and the Doctor does get a bit nicer throughout the episode. Like, at the first, he's... Well, I mean, he gets... No, he doesn't get nicer in the episode. He's, I, he's there is a point calm. when he's, like, he says, you know... <sighs> he, he's talking to, like, Barbara's surprised that he wants to help. He wants to get out with them. And he does kind of... He, he become he he become, he doesn't become bar he doesn't barbaric to Ian and Barbara. He, uh, when they're all tied up together, he is kind of working as a group. But he is he's, it's a reluctant he, though. Yeah, he is basically a bastard by the end of it. But he 
he's you realise he's not all bad. Yeah. Because he does he does try and help, and he's 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 a human. We know he he's not a human, but you know what I mean. Yeah. I don't I don't know if if when they started Doctor Who they intended the Doctor and Susan to be aliens, or if they just intended them to be I humans. I think it's from implied he's human because he says he's a he's from a different planet. Yeah. A different and a different um, time, but it's, he always ref- seems to think of himself as a human. Mm, he is base. I mean, no, actually, a... no, hang on. Isn't, isn't, okay, sorry, this is a minor spoiler. Um, I sorry, this is somewhat related. Wait, so wait, you should do spoiler warnings. That's not really a spoiler. So, in, uh, in a few episodes' time, serious time, spoiler warnings. Eight, um, Suman, sorry, I'm, I can't speak English. Susan has, uh, psych- some psychic powers. So, when is this? In a few episodes' time. Okay. In the sense right. So, it's about, I think that's a, f- so it, it goes. Daleks, Edge of Destruction, Keys of Mar- uh, Marco Polo, sorry, Keys of Mariner, Sensor, no, Aztec, no, it's quite a few. Um, it's implied that she's in a psychic power, so I suppose that it is meant to be, she's meant to be from a different planet. I'm not sure it's quite oh, no, we, sh- we know she's from a different planet. No, no, I mean, but a different so. race, because she is psychic oh, yeah, power. Yeah. Um, right. uh, and she's so intelligent, obviously. But um, I like the uh, exiles in the fourth dimension, I like that whole thing. Yeah, yeah, a lot of good dialogue in this as well. Yeah, there is some actually good dialogue. There's the um, oh, line about uh, the fire makes... Uh, Fire makes it day or something. Yeah. The, um. So firstly, there's good dialogue between the, you know, as you said, the intellectuals like the Doctor and Ian and Barbara when they're talking about time and space and whatever. Yeah. And then in the caveman episodes, there's a lot of poetic dialogue um, from the cavemen who um, are trying to describe basic concepts. Like at one point they say uh, they say we won't be able to chase uh, the Doctor and Susan and whatever because uh, night will hide them. And then and then. One of the cavemen picks up the fire and says that the fire will make it day. Lots of little poetic things. Yeah, like that's that. really cute. I and like they, that. And they said, like, somebody dies in this. Spoiler alert. And they say, uh, one of the cavemen says she does not speak anymore, or something like that. And she is dead. Lots of poetic um, dialogue. I think it's a lot of imagination went into the speech. I can't think of many examples now, but it's it's very, if you listen to it really closely. Yeah, I think Anthony it. Kerber did quite a good job of writing. Yeah. I just think that what it's kind that? of overshadowed by what comes later. Like, we've got a few really good episodes in a row, hmm. and then they get a bit less good. But like, hmm. I mean, what work in this? You mean in this serial? Uh, this series, sorry. Like, I think that what this series. Oh, in the whole series. Yeah, like I think this episode is kind of overshadowed by how you know what I mean. If if this episode had come out on its own, I'd be like, oh, if this was just like its own independent thing, hmm. I'd be like, oh, that's pretty good. I quite yeah. enjoyed it. But then. The series overall becomes so good, and it's With like the Daleks yeah, and the yeah, and then this just becomes like a bit, uh, I don't know, like it's just not the right episode. I know, but are you saying it just because you've got like a, a nerdy boner for Daleks? Or no, I actually don't um, care about. I don't. Like, can, I, can, I, can, I, can I be honest? Genuinely honest. Okay? Yeah. Spoiler for next podcast. I don't think the Daleks is incredible. I don't think it's the best episode. Okay. Well, it's got good bits. It's got a lot of lot I've of good bits. I've never seen it before. It it, it, it I'll, I'll go into this. It drags on, but I'll, I'll get into this. Uh, we'll I think I think if you want to make a seven-parter on quite a basic story, mm. it gets a bit old. I think this episode could have been done in three parts, but squeezed it down a bit. Mm-hmm. Like I think the resolution was fucking shit. Do you want to explain what happened there? What to this? Like, episode? Well, the escape by just putting skulls. Shh. Sorry. We mustn't have yeah, right. Spoiler alerts. Okay, they put for like the next ten seconds. Oh, yeah. They put skulls on sticks and light them on fire. I and mean, when the cavemen think it's them, they've been burnt alive. And then they're like, oh no, it's just skulls on sticks. And it's like, what? How's you fall for that? What no, they they're only fooled for it by a few, like for a few minutes. Like, exactly. Enough time, enough time for them to escape. And I think if you're a, like people around the world do get fooled by less things than that. 
really. Yeah. People are yeah. really paranoid and superstitious to this day. Can I give an example? Like, my dog yesterday got really scared and was panting and everything. Really, really scared and terrified. And I, I told my mum this when she got came home. And because I still live with my parents, okay? Yeah. And, well, you're and only 21, 20? 20, yeah. I'm going to leave for home at the end of the year. But anyway, she came home and I told my mum that the dog had been really terrified. And and then uh, and then she, her first reaction, her first response was, Oh my God, ghosts! So, you know, there wasn't any there wasn't any rational steps before that. You know, maybe my dog heard a loud noise. So I think humans are always like this, always superstitions. They always will be like this. I don't think that's a valid criticism. Okay. To show that they used skulls uh, that they set on fire to escape. I think that's, you need to have a very much lower, I mean, not only are they human, but they're human in the Stone Age, and they would have been a lot more superstitious back then. Hey, what do you think of, sorry, uh, this is a fact that I like about Doctor Who, I like the cliffhangers each episode. So what do you think about each cliffhanger? So we have a cliffhanger rating every, every, every week, oh, every episode, maybe every serial we, should... we do. It's definitely something to my enjoyment, week. I think, oh, cliffhanger of the week, okay. Yeah, let's do that. So, okay, so, so there were four cliffhangers, mm-hmm. okay, uh, the first cliffhanger was really good which is the caveman yeah, shadow as the talisman but yeah. you don't know if it's you don't know if the audience wouldn't have known it's, that's it's a caveman, caveman. yeah it's yeah. a rocky landscape it's, it's very eerie and it's, it's very eerie for sure it's really yeah good. so you wouldn't have known the audience wouldn't have known what that was it would have intrigued them would have got them in and they would have been tuning in next week the second cliffhanger um was is, just a load of skulls it, no no <laughs> excuse me i want to say this thing because you were like it's just because it's old you want to remember it's old and i was like no because the other cliffhangers are really good so just so you can't justify it by its age it's basically ian going Skulls and they've all been caved in, and then it's just a shot of like plastic looking skulls. You can't have a really great cliffhanger every time. You literally can, man. That's not gonna win. Okay, fine. Yeah, that's not gonna win cliffhanger of the week ever. Okay, that's probably worse. What was cliffhanger. the cliffhanger after that? Third one is when they get surrounded by the cavemen, and it was that cool shot with them holding the spears of a distance and popping up behind the rocks. Oh like. yeah, that that was quite a good scene actually when they're popping up behind the rocks. Yeah. Also, I kind of. Yeah, well, I don't know if that was a great cliffhanger. It was an average cliffhanger. Um. um I liked it. It's not going to win the cliffhanger of the week. It's not going to win the cliffhanger of the week. There isn't a cliffhanger after that because it's the end. What do you mean it oh, is? Wait, no, it's yeah, a cliffhanger of the um, Geiger counter. Yes. Oh, going that to was danger. great. Yeah, okay, so the last... I think that's cliffhanger of the week. I think that's cliffhanger of the week. Yeah, that's okay, a good the, one. The cliffhanger, the last the last episode has a cliffhanger and a, a Geiger counter goes up to danger. I might get a party pop and go. That, was a, that was a really good cliffhanger, but I think... Hmm, it's either between that or the fir- the first episode's cliffhanger. Which one would it be? I think uh, uh, Guy Hunter, purely because the next episode's really, really good. No, you can't do that. You have to judge it on its own. Oh, you're right. But I know, it, it, you know, well, you see the dead tree, you see the dead planet. It's like, it's like, ooh, you know, because the thing is, okay. Oh, no, no, I agree with you. I've come to my decision. That's what? the cliffhanger of the Why? week. Why? Yeah, Geiger counter going out. That's so like kind of cheesy, kind of nineteen sixties. I know it's kind of foreboding. Fun. It's more foreboding than there's a man. It's like all oh, this actual danger. They're going out. The first one's good, but I think the I'm, first one's really, really good. Yeah, yeah, really. But I'm thinking I'm gonna just because it's fun. I'm gonna give it to the guy. The guy counter. So that is the cliffhanger of the week. Do the cliffhanger of the week theme tune. Anyway, so um, you talked about I uh, really liking the music, the uh, sound design. Uh, oh yeah, I like this. I like the incidental music. The incidental music was done by Norman Kay. Mm-hmm. Again, recognition of him. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so any particular tracks you like? I thought it was good, but I thought that sometimes the music was out of place. Like, it was like really tense music in sometimes non-tense situations. Like, there's a bit where Ian's just sit talking in the cave of skulls, and it's just like 
it's not the most stressful moment. I think you need music here. Yeah, okay. Know. Well, I think I was comparing the music to later Doctor Who series, like in the seventies, when the music is the music, quote unquote music is just like synthesizer sounds. I I don't remember the Sea Devils, okay, and remember the sword fight in that great sword fight. It's ruined by this synthesized like wow sound. I love that music. That is awful. It's oh, not we're music. We're gonna have so many clashes. It, that no, is no. not music. No, no, no. I think my favourite, like, tense... Actually, this is not true. But one of my favourite tense scenes in the entire series is the point of view bit with... Have you seen the Silurians? I probably have. There's I a point know. of view shot, okay, where he's stalking a guy, okay? Mm-hmm. And it's just really creepy synthesizing music as he moves through um, an area of the house. Mm-hmm. And it's really good. And that's my favourite, like, okay, tense scene. Generally, I don't like the synthesizer. Oh man, I like it. I like it. That's I why I like the incidental music for this because it had real instruments and it was real music and it was good. Especially. Why do you like? Why do you like? Why do you like the Doctor Who first theme song? Hmm? You like the theme song, right? Yeah. I like why do you not like this? Is the same. It's a Radiophonic Workshop. It's the same music team. It's the same type of music. It uses the same instrument. Like I don't know. I don't know. Maybe it's because I associated with the seventies or something. Um, we sense. should talk about the theme. So what do you think of the theme song, as you know how I say? It's, I think, well, as I said, mentioned it earlier, a lot of kids were scared of it, and I think that's a good thing. I like terrifying children. And it's, yeah, it's, it's really exciting. I, I mean, I've watched Doctor Who all my life, so I, I kind of might be biased towards the theme song, because I always associate it with, like, good TV is going to come now. But, yeah, it's, it's exciting, and it's, the effect is obviously quite good for its time. Um... Yeah, so that's uh, some of the stuff I have touching because I think it's really good. Mm. I think it might be my favourite out of all of them. I'm not 100% mm. sure. But basically, it's the one that started all the others. So I think this is the originator. You've got to give it a lot of credit. Yeah, no, definitely, definitely, definitely. It's a really good theme song. I think it works really well. Um, we've been kind of, we've been quite positive about the episode so far. We've been complimenting it a lot, kind of. Sucking his dick. Yeah. We're just yeah. a generic Doctor Who podcast now. Yeah, so... Yeah, we don't want it to be a generic Doctor Who podcast, but we're making here. This is why it's called, or might be called, the Oob, the Bad and the Ugly. Yeah, I know. We're not sure yet. But we have to pay uh, my flatmate um, 5% of all royalties <laughs> generated by the copyright. Because wait, wait, wait your, your flat, what are you talking about? Your flatmate didn't come up with this. Oh, sorry, no, no, we thought of it. We thought he, of he it by ourselves. He can't prove anything and he can't demand money. I'm pretty sure that's yeah, how it works. There's no evidence. Yeah, anyway. I could have thought. I could have thought about it, and then he suggested it later. Excuse me. We need to come up with some criticism. We're not sycophants. We're not like. Well, I've already criticised it. I think that I don't know. Like, I think there's okay. I think there's some serious pacing issues. Mm-hmm. Okay, I think. In that second to last episode. Yeah, there's some weird. It did feel longer than the other ones, didn't it? No, I think the whole thing was some pacing issues. I think it could be cut down to three parts instead of four. Okay, I think that's a bit stretched out. Okay. There was I a lot of escaping and then getting caught. There was some really back. really awkward filmmaking in the first part. Do you think? Do you think? There was a bit when when they escape, when um, when our, our heroes escape, and then and and then they they brought back like they brought back like four times. It's yeah, so I boring. Just, that's... They didn't. They, there was a lot. There were a few points where they could have they could have escaped, and that could have been the end of the episode. But they were brought back, and they had to do it all over again. Yeah, I see what you mean by that. Yeah, I a lot know. of a lot of dilly dallying around. I think there's some really awkward filmmaking in the first part. So there's a bunch of stuff where, like, there's some awkward cuts. You mentioned this earlier. Yeah, but some, I don't know. And, like, yeah, I I just, again, I I sort of wanted to bring it to my head, my sort of criticism of it. I think there's a really weird bit where it's like, it's a shot of Susan's face and there's a really poor quality, like, dub Mm -hmm. of Ian over it talking to her. And it's like, you're clearly not there. It's really, really weird. It's clearly recorded in a different room. It's just some weird stuff. And, like, 
I know, it, it, it's not like, it's, I know, it's, it's like an average episode. Like, I, I have some criticism of how it's put together, it was a bit boring in places, there were some stretched out bits. Um, but, there's not much I can name what I think was really fantastic, like... Mm, it wasn't like, yeah, nothing fantastic. I liked it, like, I liked it. Yeah, I don't know, I don't know. I mean, know. can you give it credit for the whole concept of the TARDIS? Because... I mean, I was just thinking when I was watching it, the idea of something that's bigger on the inside to the outside, that's quite a cool sci-fi concept. Can you re- can you give the episode credit for some of, like, Doctor Who's core? Because it introduces Doctor Who. Can you give it some of the credit for that? Like, the blue police box and things like that. Okay, I, I agree with you somewhat. So, I think the first episode is a lot better. But here's the thing is, okay, can you, okay, like, imagine with a TV series, okay? Mm-hmm. Oh, a good example in Doctor Who, the War Games. Mm-hmm. Part 10 is amazing. Part 1 to 9 is incredibly bad. Mm-hmm. Can you give the whole thing a good rating just because there's one good part? No, you can't. I don't. I don't think you can do that all the time. Like. Well, we. This is the thing. We've. Dec- we have decided to judge the original classic series of Doctor Who by serials instead of by individual episodes. Otherwise, we'd be here forever. Yeah, no, totally. I agree. So we have so, to. So, so, no, so, so, okay. Let's sort of go to our final conclusions um, a bit. So, what are you thinking about giving it? Oh, one more point though. I think do think Wakuwara is the same did do a generally good job. Yeah, no, I think it was, uh, he did an alright job. He did, I, um, I like this, this, like, kind of swerving camera. I don't know what, you, I don't know the professional film Shaky term. cam, what do you mean? Where Is that what it's where called? Where it's held, yeah. When, yeah, it's kind of swerving. It didn't seem like it was held, it felt like it was on something and it was kind of... No, it was definitely held, it was like, definitely like, shaky. I like that. Yeah, in the, in the scene when they were in the cave, kind of sw- swooped down on them, that made you feel that they were in No, I don't remember that, but I thought you were talking about the junkyard. Enclosed, enclosed space. Yeah, yeah, I think you did a general. I was really impressed by him generally. You might have your nitpicks. But shall well, I don't know. So, so there's no cinematographer or name. So I don't know the film cameraman who was Robert Slay. I don't oh. know if he contributed to that. Oh or yeah, that I don't want to give him. I, I don't really know the ins and outs of directing. Yeah. Television. In the yes. Yeah, so, so I've got a credits list, but the credits. I have are heard like... actually that the director would be sitting in a booth in the sixties and then like ordering other people to do things. So maybe I should. Uh, uh, no, so that credit. that sorry, film history. I'm pretty sure that was earlier. So that was when um. What microphones were more sensitive, mm. so that so they put the camera in a soundproof booth, just to. I don't know if that was. It might be around the time. I don't think so. Though. I think it was though. I heard this in another. Again, podcast. I know in film it was mainly like a forties, thirties thing. I'm pretty sure. But okay. not in television. But in television, it might be behind. Yeah, I yeah, yeah. Especially British television. I heard like. it went up when it was like this up until the eighties, actually. Oh, wait, we'll research this later anyway. Mm. But um, like anyway. So what you're fine? What are you thinking you're right, thinking? We're at the final. I'm thinking thoughts. about five or a six, um, like. The caveman bit is kind of alright. It's a bit bad at times. I'm not sure. There were good bits, there's like average bits, there's bad bits. The first episode is like. So five is completely mediocre. Five is just average, yeah. Quite average. Um, six is good average. Six is, no, six is good. Six is good. Six yeah. is, I like that. Yeah. Seven is really good. Eight is like incredible. Nine is near perfect. perfect. And, and ten, ten is, is like. Perfect, basically. Ten, no, ten is like. It's not like. So, I, I, I don't want to judge it on like the best bit of film ever conceived. Mm-hmm. I want it to be the best Doctor Who episode. So 10 is like top Doctor Who quality. Mm. This is the Doctor Who episode I'd refer to people if they want to know what Doctor Who was. Yeah. Uh, t- yeah, okay. So so I'm thinking 5 or 6. I'm not sure yet. What are you thinking currently? I'm thinking 7. Because... Do you not think that... The the so cave the KL Caveman thing isn't that interesting. Is, would, you say, not, would, you agree, would you agree the Caveman bit is average? Yes. Okay, so do you well, think... Well, no, not average, maybe, like, good. Good. I'd give the caveman bit a six, because it's, it's basically good. You can watch it and have fun. Uh, it's not mm. the most amazing, but it's not Genesis but of the what, Daleks. What about, how, what about how long it is? It's so drawn out. Do you not think it would be I average? I wasn't that bored. To considering, we all, considering we watched it 
all as one. We've just watched the whole thing as one in one long, like eighty minute segment. More ninety because we redid the first minute yeah, of the pilot. Yeah. Uh, considering we did that, and that's not how you're supposed to view it, really, because that's not how people would have viewed it at the time. It's like it's, that's not what it's designed for. I still enjoyed myself, and um, I think that's like really saying something. It's not the whole caveman thing isn't terribly interesting just as a as a subject but it was fine it was good television so the caveman bit is six but the first episode an unearthly child that seven that that raises the rest of it up i think but 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 okay so, so, so what would you rate what would you rate the first episode an unearthly child on its own i'd raise that see if i was judging an episode on its own then the whole rating system has changed no no, no, no but if on its own hypothetically okay really high what, really what, what, what number? Eight. Eight, okay. Yeah. But, so, okay, do you, do you think that the, if three quarters of it is a six and one quarter is eight... They bring it down to seven. No, because it's st- cause that would be if, like, 50% of it. If it was 50, 50 bring it down to seven. I think I should bring it down to six. Like... No, because... Because it's not, it's not like half of it is eight, half of it is six. I know, I know, I know your let's, logic. Let's go like... to seven. It's... Surely you should drag it down to six. I think it's a six, man. Mm, I, I, my gut, six is good, but I think seven is, it's just got that certain spark. And for me, that spark kind of came from the, the cinematography. And that made it, that made me really want to recommend it to people. Because I think, I just, there's something I really liked about this episode. I it wasn't, I, it was, I'm not giving it eight, a nine or a ten. Yeah, it's not, agree. objectively, it's, it, it, yeah, it's yeah. not gr- brilliant. It's not Stanley Kubrick. But yeah. just it's got that certain spark, and for me that raises it above good. It's the first Doctor Who serial. It's got all this great cinematography and effects and everything. If I was watching Doctor Who for the first time, I would be I would be kind of hooked by this, you know. And I'd want to watch it, watch the rest of it. And so for that, I'm giving it a seven. You're sticking with six. I no, I think I'm. I'm, I, I'm sorry. You could. I'll be able to persuade me. I think I'm going five. Really? I can't get over the last episode being so weak. I, I can't get over it. Was it that weak? I, I think know. I think three and four were really weak. They were really dragged out. Very little mm. happened. They were a bit dragged out, yeah. Mm. The shots were a bit more flat. And the first episode had some really weird technical choices where there were bits that didn't quite... See, so if you'd never watched the pilot, you never would have noticed any of that. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I just think five. You can, I'll give it a chance to persuade me. So, like, if you want to try... Well, and... I, I just kind of did put my pitch in. But, like, five is average. Five isn't even I, I think it's average. Yeah, no, exactly. I don't think it's good. I don't just know. Just bland visual I'd give it a six. I think I'd give it a six if it was the first two parts on its own but like I just can't get over the last two being so weird mm. but, but when you were watching it I though, really you were, you were it quite six. excited you were like I'm actually enjoying it what yeah no that was in it? part two I was really enjoying up to part two like I really liked part two I thought some of the ideas introduced were really cool and then mm. but does it does if it's if the second part is just average and then the first part is good does that really take it down to being average overall surely that would make it just yeah it's good if half of it is average, if, if if half of it is a six and half of it's a five, I'm going to round it down to a five, I think. <laughs> You're supposed to round it up math- no, mathematically. No, 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 especially because, okay, especially because it was the badness, the goodness was front-loaded. Uh-huh. So it felt that, like, I left, I came away with, like, a bit of taste in my, own, my mouth, does that make sense? Like, the good bits were at the end, and then all the bad bits, so the good bits were at the start, and all yeah. the bad bits were at the end. It's like, 
it kind of left me with a bad impression if the last half is bad, you know? Okay, right. Well, it's your opinion. I don't think I can persuade you. Anymore. So are we ruling that... So um, five and seven. So, so we're ruling five and seven overall. Yeah, so what we're going to do is just add... It's ten points. So we're giving these things ten, point e, ten points each. That's yeah. an alright score, I think. Is it? It's the new yeah, King 12, of the Who, 12, which I'm determining is the uh, title uh, given for the top no. two episode. Doesn't even rhyme with King of the Hill. It's it's not really meant to be a rhyme, but it's meant to be like a reference. To, can't you know? It was a term for it. I'm really tired. Sorry. We're edit, I'm going to edit the the correct word in. It's it's a. There we go. I'll add it there. Yeah. So. Um. Yeah. So twelve. That's got twelve points, and that's our review. That is our review of, of An Unearthly Child. The first, hopefully, of many. That was good. Yeah, that, that was good. good. So um, you know, the Daleks makes sense. So fun. what does that mean if it's a twelve overall? That means. I guess 10 would be average in terms of... Yeah, it's going to be fucking so top between next us, week. Like, between no. us, it's good. And an earthly child is it's good. Yeah, so it's an average episode overall. Yeah, you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, okay. That's okay. right, it's actually a slightly average. It's good. Okay. Like, anyway, so... Uh, so, see you next time when we were going to review the Daleks.